Okay, Parshas Pinchas, we have the distinct opportunity to learn a little bit about uh, Parshas Pinchas, but beyond Parshas Pinchas is we want to learn about the, this personality of Pinchas. Now, the, the range of, of understanding who this personality was, who this institution was called Pinchas, it, it ranges between someone who came on came to save the day and it carries us to an, uh, a very dominant opinion that Pinchas Eliyahu that Pinchas was Eliyahu Anavi became Eliyahu however you understand that but Elio is the person that's going to usher us in the coming of Mashiach, which is an important concept to talk about when we're dealing with the three weeks and the Zman of Churban, which, of course, always leads us into the time of Nechama, of, of consolation. So it was, there's something that that Pinchas represents a, a strength and a hope of the Jewish people that started in this week's Parsha. And really, really it started in last week's Parsha. The unusual phenomenon that we have the incident that, that Pinchas was most well known for happened towards the end of last week's Parsha as a continuity or really as a, um, a culmination of this most interesting episode of Bullock hiring Bilam to curse the Jewish people, Chas v'Shalom, and as we pointed out from the Chassam Soiva, this was something, and the only occasion that something happened outside of the knowledge of the Jewish people, and the only, the only one that was worrying about the Jewish people was Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Shomer Yisrael. He was protecting and and guiding Klal Yisrael, and so much so that that the we we know that Hakadosh Baruch Hu, oh. He is the man of the day, Menashe. So much so that Hakadosh Baruch Hu restricted his his conduct of Kel Zoyim Bechol Yoyim that Hakadosh Baruch Hu gets angry each day, and one of the only people I don't even know if Moshe Rabbeinu had that. Understanding, but Hakadosh Baruch Hu tells us in the Torah that Bilam was Yodeya Das Elyon, that he knew how to calculate the Gemara and Brachas, and elsewhere say that he knew how to calculate the moment that Hakadosh Baruch Hu exercises this midah of kas of anger, whatever that means. It's a different shear, and in that moment, one can. Use it to to curse the Jewish people, Rahman al-Islam. And Bilam knew that secret. He knew how to calculate that moments, a small, small moment. 
So much so that uh, that we know Tosis in Avodah asked, "What can you accomplish in such a small moment? That's uh, uh, not even a, a blink of an eye. What can you accomplish?" Tosis asked that Kasha, and Tosis answers. He could have said, "Destroy," and there's a lot to say about that as well. But we know that Bilam was not successful. Bar Hashem, Hakosh Baruch in the Torah writes that Hashem Hafach not only didn't allow him to curse the Jewish people, but Hakosh Baruch put a power of turning it upside down. Hakosh Baruch the pasuk says that Hakosh Baruch Hafach Oisay LeBracha V'loy Ova Hashem. This is a pasuk in Dvarim Chav Gimel Chav Gimel Vav, which is. Chav Gimel Vav is in all the way in Parshas Kiseitze. V'loy Ova Hashem didn't allow the desire of Bilam to come to fruition. And he it around he turned the klolo into a bracha which was a tremendous chesed and part of that chesed was he turned the curse into a blessing so not only did he just neutralize the klolo but he turned it around and made every word that Bilam wanted to say, he turned into some of the most prominent brachas that we start off our tefillah every day, Matovo Olecho Yaakov. Right? How good and how great are the tents of Yaakov. He turned it into a bracha that we use in our tefillah every single day as we walk into the shul every single day. And that was a major, powerful uh, impact. <clears throat> But we know that Bilam was not successful, as and the pasuk in the end of Parshas Balak says, "Chav Dalad Chav Hey Vayakom Bilam Vayelech Vayeshev Limkoymoi Vigam Balak Holach Le Holach Le Darkei." Bilam resolved that he's not going to be successful, and Balak left. I don't know whether he got a refund on his uh, <laughs> deposit. I don't know that, but I assume he wasn't happy, and he maybe took him. Maybe he had a lawsuit with him afterwards. Whether he hired him, and he didn't, definitely didn't ask for a bracha for the Jewish people, and and so he definitely had had a had grounds for a lawsuit, which we definitely don't have any knowledge of. But before Bilam resigned and said, I can't do it, but we know Chazal tell us, and Rashi brings it, that he put in a poisonous curse to the Jewish people that we did suffer from. In Chavdalad Yudalad, Chavdalad Yudalad, the end of Parshas Balak, the Pasuk says, I'm going back home. Says Bolak to Bilam, give me an Eitzah. I shall advise you, Bilam says. 
to what this people will do to your people in the end of days. And Rashi brings the Chazal What's this advice that Bilam finally gave Balak after he saw he couldn't curse them? He said, Eloheim shall Elu, the God of these people. Soine Zima, he discusses promiscuity. Arias. Kedisa Bechelag and Gemorna Sanhedrin says, Teda Shabilam, Heisi Eitz Azulach Shilam Bezima. That Bilam left an advice for Bullock and Moab to give a stumbling block to the Jewish people Shari Nemar Hain Haina Hoyu Livne Yisobidvar Bilam like it says later And the Pasuk tells us that this was the work of of, uh, of, a, of Bilam. As the Pasuk says in Chaf Hei Dalid, which is Mamish at the tail end as the Pasuk continues at the end of Balak, where it says, Vayeshev Yisrael Bashitim Vayochel Ha'om Lizno Yisrael B'nois Mo'yav that, and the and the and the people began to commit harlotry with the daughters of Moab, mm. and then they from there they went into serving the Baal Peor, which was an Avodah and the wrath of Hashem flared up against Israel. And the pasuk says, and the pasuk says that in Pasuk Vav V'hine Ish mibnei Yisrael bo v'hikar v'elecha v'hamidyonis l'hine Moshe v'hine kol adas b'nei Yisrael v'heima boichim they're crying el Pesach oil moyed And they were weeping at the entrance of the tent of meeting. What do you mean they were they were weeping? Says Rashi. Rashi says because they saw that Moshe was in a quandary. Moshe was perplexed, and Rashi puts tells us nisalma mimenu halacha. He forgot a halacha. Imagine Moshe Rabbeinu. The leader of the Jewish people forgot a halacha. What was the halacha? The halacha that said, that if someone does an act of immorality, that anybody can pick up a spear and take matters into their own hand. And Moshe Rabbeinu taught this? Go, cool of the priya. But he thought, wow, Moshe Rabbeinu forgot a halacha? Who's going to lead us? Who's going to guide us? Moshe Rabbeinu by the golden calf stood up against everybody and he took matters into his own hand and he took care of business killed the people who were engaged in the golden calf and, and, and it brought an atonement so 
Vayar Pinchas. Ra Maisev Niskalocha. Comes Pinchas, the Pasik says, Vayar Pinchisa. Ben Alozer Ben Aaron Akai Vayokam Mitoicha Eda. Vayikach Roimach Beyodoi. He took a spear in his hand. And we know every word in the Torah is so exact. There are many words for spear. I think this might be the first time that this language of spear, of romach, is used here. Charboy, we had by, by the Malach holding a sword against Bilam. That's charboy. We have other words for even spear. But romach, What's the significance of that word? But Chazal tell us, Chazal tell us in the Gemara in Sanhedrin, the Gemara in Sanhedrin which Rashi is referring to, Pei Beis Amar Aleph, Vayar Pinchas Ben Elazar, Ma'ro, what did he see? So it's Machleg is Rav and Shmuel. So Rashi's going with Rav. Ro Ma'isav Niskar Alocha, he remembered, he saw this and he remembered exactly what Moshe Rabbeinu taught. Niskar Omer Loi, Achi Abi Abba, Loi Kachli Meratani, didn't my... The brother of my father, Mimoshe Rabbeinu, didn't you teach us this? You, Moshe Rabbeinu, didn't you teach us this when you were coming down from Har Sinai? What kind of Lushan is that? When you're coming down from Har Sinai? Who was there? No one was there when he was coming down from Har Sinai. On Har Sinai, Moshe taught us the first two Dibras. And that was it. What is this Lushan? Didn't you teach us this? The brother of my grandfather, which is, means Aaron is his grandfather, the brother is Moshe Rabbeinu, didn't you teach us when you came down from Har Sinai? What was Moshe Rabbeinu teaching when he came down from Har Sinai? How to react to the eagle? No one was really there. But in, in hindsight... Moshe Rabbeinu made a, a, a really executive decision to break the Luchos. Which was an amazing decision, which the Gemara says, Gimel Dvarim, Moshe Rabbeinu did Midaitoi, and afterwards, HaKadosh Baruch was Maskim Al Yodoi. He took the decision to break the Luchos, is one of them. To separate from his wife is another one, and to add another day before Matan Torah was a third one. And because Rogue was maskim al yoda, it's a Gemara in, in, in Brachas. But that became a, a moments of lesson that he taught us. Haboyo Aramis, Haboyo Kanoyim Poigim, but you can take matters into your own hand. So he told Moshe, didn't you teach us this? So, no, <laughs> do something about it. So Moshe Rabbeinu, who Rashi gives testimony, this Al-Mahalachi forgot it. Pinchas now reminded him, you were able to do something about when you came down from Har Sinai. So Moshe Rabbeinu told Pinchas, 
krina digarta iu lihava parvanka. That a, in essence, this means that a fox in its time is the one that will lead us and, and guide us. So Moshe Ben says, I forgot this halacha, which is so strange. When did Moshe forget anything? Very few times. But it's always to give opening for the man of the day who didn't forget. We see it by Bnei Slavchad later in the Parsha that Moshe Ben says, I gotta ask, what happens if there's no sons? By Pesach Sheni, when the people came, why are we missing out? So he says, he forgot because so here also, Moshe Rabbeinu saw that this opportunity, that he would forget the halacha that he taught. Not only did he taught, but the, the, he took a, made an executive decision to break the luchos, to take matters into his own hands. And Akash was masking. Asher shibarta, yasher koyach, shishibarta, the Chazal tell us. I thank you for breaking the luchos. What a decision to break the luchos. I mean, you know, uh, those things aren't insured, right? I mean, who, who said they would even get the Torah again? I mean, he took a, a tremendous responsibility, but it came from his being the leader, for what he didn't know from learning from Hakarish Brochu. So, obviously, Pinchas, Pinchas was being told here by Moshe Rabbeinu, Pinchas, this is your moment. You're the man of the hour. You remember the halacha that I forgot. There must be a reason because you have to take this moment and make the most out of it. So there's something that lies in this story with Pinchas that now is giving opportunity for Pinchas to now shine, to now become something that on the natural circumstances that he would never have become. Says, says Rashi, Rashi continues, he took the spear in his hand, This is from the Medrash Tanchuma Rashi quotes this. That this moment was created in order for Pinchas to take what is befitting to him. Interesting Lashon. So we're developing here a what we see that Moshe should forget the Halacha. We also see that that the Chazal tell us that this was some lesson that Pinchas saw and observed and he connects it with what Moshe did when he came down from Har Sinai which ultimately was breaking the Luchas and Moshe Rabbeinu was stunned that he should forget this halacha that he taught and he says, says the Medrash that in order that for you Pinchas so now Pinchas is your time that's Vayar Pinchas 
He took the roimach, took the spear in his hand. The Vilna Goyim says, roimach is is Reish Memches 248, which is the number of mitzvahs asay that we have. You know, out of the 613, we have 248 positive mitzvahs and 365 negative mitzvahs. That the that the that the the word spear should be the same word as ramach evarim, ramach limbs of the body, which correspond to the 248 positive commandments that we have, which we know Shema also represents that that we have 245 words in Shema. And that's why we say Hashem Elokeichem Emes at the end to make it from 245 to 248. Or if we don't down with a minion, then you say Kel Melech Neemon before. There's this magic number. This was the Roman. This is a spear. What's, what does that mean? And that, that Pinchas should be the one to take the spear is so unusual. And then there's a break between the story that happened. 24,000 Nebuch Yidin died, and then we start anew this week's Parsha. Pinchas ben Elazar, ben Aaron Akoyen, we start with the tremendous reward that he got. What, what is this that is so strange that we have a week off to contemplate, to think about? So some want to say that, yes, sometimes to be a Kanoi is a necessary expression that people have to do it, but you got to think twice, and maybe three times, maybe a week, before you act. It's a dangerous, powerful tool that you can't just do on a, on a whim of a moment. But there's something, something, obviously something very deeper that is going on here. What was given to Pinchas? He was given the brisk hunas ailam which as we read simply in the, in the verse, that Pinchas became a Kayan. So Rashi already asked, what do you mean he, was, he, he wasn't a Kayan? You know, like the, the old joke, the guy wants to be a Kayan, why do you want to be a Kayan? Because my father was a Kayan. He said, oh, no, no problem, I'll, I'll, I'll arrange it for you. I mean, we know that Kahuna goes with, if you're born from a Kayan, your father's a Kayan, then you're a Kayan. If you're not a Kayan, you can stand on your head. You're not going to become a Kayan. There's no application process for that. But here, Rashi says, there was something unusual. Rashi and um, Pasuk Gimel. Says Rashi, even though Kuna was given already in the Parshias, the beginning of, of Bamidbor, to the seed of Aaron, it was only given to the children and the progeny of, of Aaron that were. were anointed at that time and to the progeny that will be born after that time, after the initial anointment. But Pinchas, but Pinchas that was born beforehand, he was already alive in, in Mitzrayim and he wasn't anointed. 
So therefore, he didn't become a Kayan until now. Like the Gemara in Zvachim says, that Pinchas didn't become a Kayan until he killed Zimri. Now what does this mean? Why? Why? Why would, why would he be left out? It seems he was the only one that was left out. Give him a little oil. <laughs> Poor Edward. There was no oil left over. What do you mean? He, was a, he was an anical that was born. What, 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 what's the big deal? So the morale asks his kasha in the, the Gurariyeh. Rashi says he wasn't anointed. But why wasn't he anointed? So the morale in the Gurariyeh says, so the morale on one answer says because he was uh, he was underage, and you don't anoint an underage kain. Why not? And Pinchas was a, was a minor. So that's practical answer. And then the morale has a, has a different answer. But it's a serious question. Why? Why was Pinchas left out? And that's what I want to deal with today and talk about that. Rabbi Schwab has a piece, not for now, I don't want to go into the whole thing, but he, he goes into this question, if, if there seems to be a new track of Kedushas Pinchas to be a Kayan, so how does a Kayan go up on the Tuduchen, you know, in Eretz Yisrael every day? You just came back from Eretz Yisrael, get the Birchas Kahuna every day, on Shabbos twice, right? Kahanam have to make sure they don't have any holes in their socks, right? Because every day they're, they have to take their shoes off. Why, don't, why, does, why does a Kayan say, Shekidushanu Bikdushasa Shel Aaron? Maybe he should say, Bikdushasa Shel Aaron, Oi Kedushasa Shel Pinchas. If Pinchas now got the kahuna, this is Rabbi Schwab's question. So Rabbi Schwab answers that there is only one kedusha of kahuna. That's from Aaron. And he, he goes with Mahalach that there was something lacking because of Aaron's involvement in the golden calf, mm. that his kedusha didn't reach, didn't have the far reach to reach out even to Pinchas originally, and it wasn't until Pinchas did what he had to do that now it stretched the Kedusha of Aaron to envelop him as well. Okay, beautiful answer. I want to go with a different Mahalach, that there was something that was waiting for Pinchas, that Pinchas represented something so special that needed to be identified and brought out to become part of the Jewish fabric of the Jewish people. The Ksava Kabbalah, which is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful sefer on Chumash, written from Rabbi Yaakov Tzvi Mecklenburg, who was a Rav in Königsberg in Germany. It's a beautiful sefer, Ksava Kabbalah. He says a beautiful pshat that we all know of, but he says it beautiful way that we know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us opportunities through mitzvahs and Torah to complete ourselves. And every human being has that opportunity. Ben Noach, a non-Jew, has the opportunity through the seven mitzvahs. Sheva mitzvahs b'nei Noach. 
this is how the whatever neshama or nefesh a non-Jew has, being a human being, they perfect themselves through those Sheva mitzvahs, things that they do, things that they don't do. Mostly there are all negative commandments of not to do, which is, a, of course, a very interesting opportunity. But when it comes to Jewish people, we have 613, we said, 248 positive commandments and 365 negative commandments. So he says that HaKosh Baruch wants to give us an opportunity to perfect ourselves, to to polish and to sophisticate and to to bring shlemus to our ourselves, to our physicality and to our spirituality. So the two um, uh, are perfected, <coughs> and this we do through the engagement of the mitzvahs, the positive commandments, and holding back from the negative commandments. And he says that the, Jew, the Jewish person has 613 mitzvahs. The Koyan has additional mitzvahs that apply to the Kohen. And the Levi has his mitzvahs. And it's not until they perfect themselves through their mitzvah that is unique for them that they can reach their, their perfection. So he says that Pinchas, before he did this act, he he had the limitation and the ability to perfect himself like a, like a, like a regular Yisrael. It wasn't until after this act, like the Gemara says, after he killed Zimri, then he became a Kayan. Then he became, after this Misa, his Neshama became so elevated, became so elevated that he changed into the level of a Kohen and now he became that that he was able to now perfect himself as a Kayan. His whole essence changed. His whole essence changed. But what does that mean? What does it mean his whole essence changed? And what does that mean for us? Because what Pinchas accomplished was not just for himself, that he became a Kayan, that he was like no man's land. He wasn't a Kayan, he wasn't like, he, he didn't know where to fit in. But it became something, we see in the Parsha, that it became something for, for all the Jewish people. So I want to explain it in, in this way. And use this as, as uh, I was just in Baltimore and I had the opportunity to speak about um, our Rebbe and our Roshiva, Rabbi Yaakov Weinberg. There's, a, there's another interesting observation that the Meshachachma makes and also the Nitziv make that in the beginning of Parshas Pinchas it says Pinchas ben Elozer ben Aaron he, he saved the Jewish people by turning back my wrath and he took the, the with, with his zealousness he avenged my vengeance among them so I did not destroy the Jewish people Lochein Emor 
It's an interesting verse. Verse Yud Beis. And it's Lochain Emor. Therefore say. Who is this talking to? It's talking to Moshe. Lochain Emor. You Moshe. Lochain Emor. Say to him, Inni Noisin Loyas Brisi Shalom. I'm giving to him, to Pinchas, the covenant of peace. Which we know that in the Torah, this is written with a what's called a Vav Ketiyah. A cut-off vav. We're not Khan, we don't get that aliyah. But I can tell you as a cipher, it's one of the most difficult things to write. Because the vav has a has a cut in it. It's good I look at a, a tikkun or, or look take a blink at the sefer Torah. You'll see that there's a cut-off. Now where do you make this cut-off? Is it, is it in Shalom? In the in the vav. In Shalom. In Shalom. In the oh, word, in the letter vav. There's a little tiny little break there. Break in the in the yeah. letter vav. Yeah, now this was not done correctly uh-huh. because it's a really supposed to be a vav. So it has to be long enough to be a kosher vav, but not as long as you would normally write it any other vav in the Torah. Why? Because it's it, it really supposed to read in a certain way, not a creek sieve, but in not a you know, creek sieve is things that are writ we read differently than it's written. But this is a, a vav katiya, we're supposed to read it as shlim. Like a yud. Shlim means completion. Shlemus. So you, you, Pinchas, we were, we were told that he brought a certain completion to himself that he became a Kayan, but he, became a, he brought a completion to the Jewish people. What is that? And what's the connection to Lochain Emor? You, Moshe, say this. Why? Why Moshe has to say this? Moshe has been saying a lot. Well, what, what do I have to tell? Him? It says, "Vaydabra Hashem and Moshe Lemor." What's this lochein emor? Therefore, say. So the Meshachachma has a whole chiddush here, which I'm not going with, saying that 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 this promise to Pinchas had to be said through Moshe, and he brings a Rambam that when there's when a when a when a Kosh promises something good. Through a Navi, it can never be retracted. No matter what they do, never be retracted. When a Kashbohu promises something good, not through a Navi, well, if they mess up, then it could. That's how he explained by Yaakov Avinu, that's why Yaakov was afraid. By Yiri Yaakov Moed, he was so afraid. Why was he afraid? Shema Yigur Machet, the Gemara and Brocha says. Maybe he sinned. What do you mean? It was promised to you. Because promised you that I'm going to watch you and protect you. What are you afraid of meeting Esau? That's, that's something you could take to the bank. Mm-hmm. But Shema maybe, why? Well, Because promises, it can never be retracted. Says the Rambam, the only time it can never be retracted is that Because said it over to a Navi to tell over to the Jewish people. <clears throat> When a Navi tells it over to the Jewish people, then it can never be retracted. You know why? Because then it would, there would be no way to prove that the Navi is a Navi Emes. Because if what Hashem promised to him can be retracted, mm-hmm. there has to be a way to prove a Navi true. So says the Meshachachma, therefore Moshe Rabbeinu was told, you say this over. So it's like Hashem telling you to a Navi mm-hmm. to tell the Jewish people, Pinchas has promised Kahuna and Bris and this this uh, Bris Kahuna Sayulam, Brisi Shalom. So now it can never be retracted. Now it's and that's what he that's what he said. But he makes the point that there's a there there was a unique purpose 
I want to say that there was another purpose to have it given by Moshe. Because Pinchas represented something so unique. And let me, let me share with you something so beautiful. Rashi, in the beginning of Pirkei Abbas, we all know Pirkei Abbas, Moshe ki Torah Sinai umasroli Yeshua. Right? Moshe got the Torah and gave it to Yeshua, and Yeshua to Zikanim, and that's all we know. We don't get the details. Rashi asks a question at the beginning of Avos. Why was the Torah given to Yeshua and not to Elazar, the son of Aaron, or to Pinchas? Why pick those three great people? Well, obviously because the Rambam in his Hakdoma to the Yad HaChazaka, which we have learned in over Shavuos in different years, because the Rambam writes that the Moshe got the whole Torah, and Linda Moshe Rabbeinu Kula, the Beis Dino the Shivim Skenim, the Elazar Pinchas, the Yoshua, Shloshton Kibul the Moshe. All three of them were in the same classroom and they learned from Moshe Rabbeinu. Mm-hmm. It's a great class, right? Mm-hmm. But then the Ramam continues, Uli Yoshua. But only to, to Yoshua, who was the student, whatever that means, the student of, of Moshe, that's where he was Masar, and that's our Mishnah and us. So asks, asks the Rashi, why? Why not to Elazar and Pinchas? They also were in the same class. I assume they passed the courses. Says Rashi, which is really what the Rambam is saying, that Shehu Talmidoi, says Rashi, Shloi Ratzo that was dedicated, dedicated from the word dead, he killed himself, from a youth, from his youth, that he, he incessantly didn't stop learning and, and, and reviewing and he also acquired a great name. He was a Balmidas. He was a good person. This is what it means, it says by Yeshua. Yeshua ben Nunar, he was a young person. He didn't stop. Never moved from that tent of Moshe Rabbeinu. This Pasuk is by the, by the Eagle before he came down, when Moshe Rabbeinu went up for 40 days. This is, describes who Yeshua was and why. He was Zaycha to get the Torah Shabalpet to be the first link in the Messiah. We call Messiah our tradition, which is how the Torah survives in our in every generation, because we have a system called Messiah. Period. There is no other reason why Torah has survived. It's only because we have a system that Akoshbohu established by giving the Torah to Moshe and telling him it has to be done in a certain system that is called Messiah and Moshe Rabbeinu's first link in the Messiah was Masrua Yoshua. asks Rashi even though it says by Pinchas 
where does it say in Pinchas? Not in our parsha, but in Malachi, in the last of the prophets, Malachi Beis Vav. It says Toiras Emes Hoisa Bepiu that the Torah of truth was in his mouth. So what's Rashi saying? Rashi is sort of asking Kasha. I understand Yoshua was a dedicated Talmud, but Pinchas is no blowover. He's no pushover. It's the 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 Navi describes him as a person who has Toiras Emes Hoisa Bepiu. So Rashi sort of angling with a leaving over with a question, but why not Pinchas? I understand why not a Lazar, but why not Pinchas? And, and Rashi ends with a question. Doesn't say, just he ends with this comment. So I wanted to answer Rashi's question with something there by Weinberg, Zechar Zechar said that he he I'm, he said this I'm. I promise you, he said this because this is what who he was. He said that we find in the Rambam the most remarkable thing. It says, "Viskenim Rabbim Kiblu Yoshua." Many of the elders, which like like the Mishnah says, got from Yoshua. The Kibel Eli and Eli, the next generation, the Shoftim, accepted the Torah min Hasikenim umi Pinchas. Asked what? what? Pinchas? We just said Pinchas was he, he was he was out. Out of the three of them, they picked Yoshua. And the Rambam at the end, when he goes through all forty steps of the Messiah from Sinai till the Chasimus Hagemara, he says step number thirty-eight, which is thirty-nine, forty is Hakadosh Baruch Hu. I'm sorry, 40 is Moshe, 39 is Yoshua, and the Rambam says that 38, oh, yeah, 38 is Mi Pinchas, and 39 is Mi Yoshua, Mi Moshe. So Pinchas is considered the 38th link in the Messiah. What's going on here? Where did Pinchas come in? Says Rabbi Weinberg that it has to be that Pinchas went back to become a Talmud of Yoshua. Now, to do this, Rabbi Weinberg says, can you imagine the demonstration of humility, the demonstration of his, his unbelievable desire to become part of the Messiah to be, total be mevatel himself. You know what that means in French? Total garnished. Make himself into a garnished, right? To make himself into every... What do you say, Yoshua? I don't know olive bays if you don't teach me this is an olive and this is a bays. Because Pinchas says, Yeshua, excuse me, when Moshe taught us this, you know, we were in the... Then it's not working. You can't be a, a link in the Messiah. You can't be a link in the Messiah. You have to totally be mevatel yourself, totally accepted from the link above. So must if Pinchas became the link, the thirty-eighth link of the Messiah must be that he totally made himself a Talmud of Yoshua. I know nothing except what Yoshua taught me. 
And that's an amazing, he was on the same level as, as Yoshua. So says Rabbi Weinberg, this was the mile of Pinchas. This is what Pinchas adds. And this is what I wanted to say about Pinchas and about Rabbi Weinberg. That the dedication and the reality of the Messiah and the importance of it was so important, so significant, because it is everything. Because Messiah is not just part of our history, it's part of our reality. It's the reality of what gives us the truth and the continuity and of Torah. That's what Torah's emes, that's the positive that Malachi is saying. You know what Pinnacles represents? Torah's emes. Not truth versus falsehood, but the truth of, of wanting to become part of the Messiah to make sure that it's alive. That's what he taught. And you know what? Moshe saw this in, in Pinchas. When he was told, and when Pinchas told him, he said, Moshe, stand up. You taught us that if someone does this, what, what Zimri is doing, that you pick up a sword and kill him. No judge, no jury. You kanoyim poigim boy. And Moshe says, you know what? You're right. I forgot this halacha. Now I remember but, but Pinchas said, what did you teach us when you came down from Sinai? What was your message when you were now becoming, became part of the first Messiah, coming down from our Sinai? Moshe Kibel turned me Sinai. That's the moment. And now you are creating the Messiah to give it over to Yoshua, who was waiting. He was the Talmud. And we need someone who was the epitome of being a Talmud. But Moshe Rabbeinu says, no, no, there's one thing that Yeshua can't teach. And that's the, the Messiah's nefesh to become part of the Messiah. Moshe says, only you, Pinchas, can teach that. Because you now proved that you so want the Messiah, you so want to be part of it, that you became a Talmud of Yeshua. That's your, pre- that's your personality. That's what you are. Not just something you did, that's something who you are. And he sees that now. So therefore, that's what it means. Lochain emor. You, Moshe. Which is so funny, so interesting. So there's Moshe Kibotar Mestir Masoli Yeshua. But there's like a, a, a subdivision of that that is almost parallel to Yeshua. What Moshe is is saying that Pinchas adds, and that's Lochain Emor, you Moshe, give you give this over to Pinchas, you Moshe, Dafka you. Because this is what the whole Sinai process is going to be based on. To have, of course, a Talmud like Yoshua, but you have to have someone who believes in the Messiah like Pinchas. Someone who so wants to be part of the <clears throat> dedicated himself and was mevatel himself in order to become part of the, that's his lesson to all of us. That's the shlemus of the Torah itself. And this is why it says lochein emor. It's beautiful what the Meshachachma says, but here it is like Moshe Kibotor Misinai Umasrul Yeshua. But what is that Messiah? The Messiah is part 
what is given to Yeshua, but it's also Masrul the Pinchas. Lochain Emor. There's there's a almost a direct connection that Pinchas teaches and Moshe Rabbeinu identified that by saying, Lochein Emor, you Moshe say this, that the, the dedication to the Messiah itself, which means that this Messiah, this is really what I believe Rabbi Weinberg represented. He was a Rebbe, he was the most brilliant Rosh Hashiva. And he, but most, his life's mission was to make sure that he created Talmidim, who understood the importance of their contribution to the ongoing process of Messiah. That people understand what Messiah is, and they understand that their their position in the ongoing processes of Messiah, which happens in every generation. The Moshe Kibbo Tarmi Sinai Yeshua happens over and over and over and over again in every generation, or else we have no Torah. Or else we have nothing. That's Torah's MS Haisib appeal. This is what Rabbi Weinberg taught. And I'll take one, just give you one vort. I don't have time. One vort that he's told us over. And it's a famous one. The Medrash tells us that Elef Nichnasim Lemikra. A thousand people come into the classroom, start off the school system in learning Aleph Bays. And we know the attrition is that out of those thousand or hundred come out, so it seems you lost 90%. Out of those hundred that came into Mishnah, ten come out to Gemara. And then from those ten come out one Lohoira, one comes out, and that's what the Pasigim in Kohela says, Echod Me'elef Matsase, I found one in a thousand. Famous verse in Kaelas. So Rabbi Weinberg asks, what is the Medrash telling us? That, that everybody else is a failure? Everybody else didn't make it? Are we, are we promoting this elite system that we unfortunately, seems that our world works on? He says, Chaz V'Sholem. The 999 are as important as the one because you couldn't have the one without having the 999. The 909 are the support system and the environment with which and only through which that one could come out, who's the Godel Hador, the Paisik Hador, the Tzadik Hador, could only happen through the 999. And therefore, in that one, you have all 999, every one of the 999 have to believe in themselves that they are part of the system that's what HaKosh Baruch and that's what the Medrash says Rabbi Weinberg proved because the Medrash starts off in Vayikra says Haben Yakir Ephraim. we say this Pasuk on Rosh Hashanah in, in the, the height of our uh, the Musaf Yamtiv we say Haben Yakir Ephraim. how dear Yakir Yud Kuf Yud Resh Yakar Dear, beautiful. Beyoiker Yisrael Oimdimli. The Jewish people are so dear, are so valuable to me, Hakash Brochu says. And then he brings, you have a thousand people who go in, one comes out. So says Rabbi Weinberg, where's the Yoiker going on? What do you mean that Hakash Brochu says that Klal Yisrael is dear to me? On the one? No, it's going on the thousand. 
the endearment to the Jewish people is on the thousand, not on the one that comes out. That's that's what happens. One comes out that's outstanding of the generation. But what Koshbohu calls dear is on the thousand. And there why? Because the thousand promote and continue and live by the Messira that is represented and maybe taught by that one. But it's the Messira that is held on to and, and and promoted by the thousand. And therefore this is what what Pinchas represented and what Moshe Rabbeinu is teaching us in this week's parsha, and he was told by Akash Baruch Emor, you teach this, this in, uh, unbelievable lesson to what Pinchas was, and why it had to be through this, this example where he stood up, because he was completing the Sinai process you taught us, didn't you teach us this and Pinchas is is, is um is completing what Yoshua didn't represent because he couldn't represent. He was the first link. You don't see it in Yoshua. Someone had to be the link only by Pinchas coming back out of the classroom where Yoshua was also taught from Moshe and saying, I want to be part of the Messiah. I want to teach the importance of the Messiah itself. That can only start from Pinchas. You understand that? He's the only one. He's like the grandchild, basically. He's the grandchild, but he's the, he is the first link mm-hmm. to teach how important, how vital the Messiah is for everybody to uphold. Mm-hmm. It only he could do that. Because it's only after you have a Yoshua and you have that Pinchas learned with Yoshua from Moshe Rabbeinu himself, and we see that Pinchas came and was mevatel himself to Yoshua, mm-hmm. we see that, wow, the Messiah must be so important. It must be the way, and the only way the Torah can be survived. And I'm telling you, the people liked what I said, how I answered Rashi. They liked it very much. But... You know, and there were great people there, Rabbi Fran, there Rabbi Berkowitz, and and Rabbi Aaron Feldman, and uh, I was very. Is this the yard side? What was this? the yard side for Rabbi Weinberg? Uh, it was Yud Zayin uh, Batamos, but for Shabbos, they all liked it. Uh-huh. But you know, the greatest uh-huh. affirmation, the greatest Yashakayach, came from Rabbi Weinberg himself. What? What do you mean, Rabbi Weinberg himself? Oh, yeah. He's he's dead twenty three years. Sunday morning, I went to the kever with with the yeshiva, with the ominion to go daven by the kever. I come to the kever, and in case you don't believe me, mm-hmm. I have a picture of the matzeva right here. On the matzeva, mm-hmm. it says, here lies Moreno of Rabbein, Rav Shmuel Yaakov Weinberg, Rosh Yeshiva's near Yisrael, Hemid Talmidim La'alofim, he established great Talmidim, and on the bottom says, Toiras Emes Hoysa Bepiyu. The Torah of Truth, this Pasuk that was written about Pinchas, it's on his Matzeva. It was like a kiss from the Rosh Hashiva that I, present, I represented him well. Because whoever, out of all the Pesukim in the Torah, that they chose this Pasuk to write on his cap, I didn't remember. I wish I had, because I would have brought it, but I didn't. So it came out this way, that he was like thanking me for representing him, him accurately. Mm-hmm. This was his, his mission. 
every, many people, many Rosh Hashivas can teach a Taisvis, can teach a Rajba, and how to learn and how to. But he taught till the last breath, till his last breath, and there's the last shmuz that he gave, that he gave in the yeshiva two weeks before he passed away. He was weak, mm-hmm. and it's, it's all, I have it on tape, where he says that the important thing for Bachram is not that you want to become a Talmud Chacham necessarily. It's not, because, not that you want to be a rabbi or become a teacher. Not even that. The main thing is almanas lasais. You want to be able to understand what does God want from me? What does God want from His world? And how to continue the Messiah of Torah? What is our position? And every time a person does a mitzvah, and every time a person asks a shaila, he is promoting the continuity of Messiah. And that's what he said till his his last breath. And this is what this is this this lesson of Pinchas. Toiras emes hoisa bepiu, the Torah of truth. And with that, he accomplished so much, and his teachings and his uh, so many teachings that he spoke and the classes that Baruch Hashem we still have on 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 tape on on recordings. And this is what the this is what the lesson of Pinchas, and this is what I think uh, we okay, learned from this parsha. His last was said: the most important thing is to is to, to learn almanas lasas, which he uh-huh. described, which is a mission in office. Halayman almanas lasas. So then, maspikim biyodai lilmoi ulalame lishmor velasos. Lasos he described and defined as, I want to know what God wants from me and my surroundings and the world around me. Mm-hmm. What does He want? What's the Messiah? Mm-hmm. What is the, what? What? What role do I play? 